This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Good evening, family. Just move this thing exactly where it should be. (laughs) Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for this lovely time together. We thank you for the power of your spirit just moving among us while we're praying. And thank you, Father, for victory. Victory, victory, victory. Thank you, Father, for your love and your, your goodness and your faithfulness. We thank you for your word tonight. And I pray that you will think through my mind and speak through my mouth and that you alone be glorified in this place in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Praise God. Come on, let's, let's pray just for a moment. You may be seated. Thank you so much. I have an official announcement that tomorrow is Hallelujah Day. It's hallelujah day. Every time you hear that other word, you just say hallelujah. Every time you see the date, 31st of October, you say hallelujah. Come on, somebody say it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's hallelujah day and it's official. (laughs) I just want to honor Darren Mom, Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev in their absence. And uh, it is just a great honor for me to be here tonight and to be with you, this part of the family. And from the other side of the border, I just bring greetings and love. You know, Mapumalanga, border, Gauteng. (laughs) You'll get it just now. At celebration, you know, I just realized again how low this thing is. And so I had to increase my font with about two. So now it's not 18 anymore, it's 20. (laughs) So we're about 16 pages here. Uh, because of the font. <laughs> Speaking of family, uh, it's so good to be with family, isn't it? It's so good to be f- with family. And you know, everything starts and falls with family. Everything starts with falls and family. I, I want to talk to you about family matters tonight. It, 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 family is important. Family is vitally important in our society today. And that's why we need to speak about the family issues. Are we together? One of our, our assistant pastors always say this. I don't know why they influence me. I should influence them, you know. Come on, somebody. <laughs> so, family matters. Family units are the bu- building blocks of society. What we see in society today is because of what happened in family yesterday. If we want to see something change in our culture. It has to start with the family. It starts with the family. It starts with mommies and daddies taking up their responsibilities and children obeying their parents and, and, and being the people that God has called us to be. I don't want to get too much into all the scientific stuff of it, the psychological stuff of it, but the values of families will be reflected in the society that we live in at large. The values of family. If we want to see revival, and and I believe that revival has started. Slowly but surely, the fire has been lit inside the lives of many Christians in this day. We, we, We prayed, how many minutes was it? Two minutes. Yeah, we, we prayed a little bit, and, and, 
and, and the demons cannot hold it out. If you don't believe in prayer yet, then you should really wake up. Because it happens. When we pray, things happen. When Christians pray, things happen. And so we see revival happening and starting, starting this, this. What we need is, is, is a greater hunger, hunger. And we pray for that hunger to, to, to just manifest in people's lives, to, to press into the presence of God and, and just eat more. The kingdom is the, is the only place where you eat and you get more hungry when the word of God gets into you. So we need to get into what the word says about who we are, what we are, and what we are about to go into. And, and so I don't care about this, this nonsense that they are busy with uh, tomorrow because he that is in me is greater than he that is in the world. We, we also had, had some distraction this morning in our, in our morning service, and, and, and it was great to see the disappointment in their faces as they leave the auditorium that they can't do what they came for. And I just pray for the souls. I just pray for the souls that God would give them an encounter with him that they would see that he that is in this church, he that is in this temple is stronger than he that is in the world in them, working in them at this moment in time. But let me get back to, to family. We need to, we need to educate our children. We need to train up the child in the way that he should go. And when he's old, he shall not depart from it. You know, many of us, we depend on our teachers at schools and stuff to, to, to raise up our kids. It is our responsibility. We need to raise up our kids. We need to start making decisions, uh, quality decisions, spiritual quality decisions to raise up our children, to live and to take forward the revival that is about to break up. That it won't stop with us, but it will go on with our children and through our children. Unity starts in the family. The unity that Jesus talks about in the Word of God, it reveals Him. Unity reveals Him. It starts with the family. Mommy and daddy standing together with their children. Are we together? Yes. Somebody shout, I'm with you. Thank you. <laughs> there's, there's much to say about this. And I meet many people who have embraced the lie, and, and, and I've been one of them uh, a few years ago. I still embrace that lie of, I am unworthy, I am stupid, I am incompetent, I am unloved or unlovable. Somebody said that to me. I took it as the truth. I embraced it and became one with it. Now it's my identity. I'm here tonight to tell you it's a lie. And tonight we're putting down the lie. We are getting delivered from the lie in the name of Jesus. We're going to walk out of here a free people, completely free. If I accept these words as the truth, performance comes into play. I, I want to prove my, my worth through perfection perfectionism and materialism, and sometimes I seek addictions to cover up the pain. And, and maybe some of you are here tonight that feels I'm not worthy, I'm, I'm not special, I'm stupid, I'm incompetent, I'm unlovable. I'm, I'm gonna share two stories with you tonight, one from the Old Testament, one from the New Testament, and I believe that a breakthrough is coming for you. Somebody say I'm ready for a breakthrough. Even you guys sitting in the dark, I'm ready for a breakthrough. 
you're not really in the dark. The first story is about King David. We all, we've all heard about King David. He's, he was known as a warrior. He's a man of war. He's, he's, he's the man after God's own heart. And, uh, you know, once he came back from battle and the woman was singing in the streets, Saul killed his thousands, but David killed his tens and tens of thousands. But in this story, David is, is, is finding himself in another battle, in a different battle, not kingdom against kingdom, not an army against army, but father against son. And it's a tragic story. It's really, it's really a complicated story. Sometimes when I read these stories, I, I just go and say, I've read them a, a, a thousand times before. I just sit down and I read through the story, what, what happened between Absalom and, and his father David. And I wanna cry. I wanna cry because we see that story uh, play out in front of us every day. And so tonight is going to be a different story for you in the name of Jesus. So I said it, David had a son named Absalom. And like his father, he was also a good looking guy. <laughs> Let me not go there. <laughs> and, and Absalom had a sister named Tamar and a half brother by the name of Amnon. Now tragically, this half brother, Amnon, raped his sister and when David found out about it, he was furious but unfortunately didn't do anything about it. And so Absalom, the good brother, was furious at his dad, furious at his half brother, furious at his dad, because he didn't do anything concerning this matter. And Absalom was wounded in his heart. My dad dropped me. He, he, he did not stand up for me. He did not agree with what was right. I am wounded and this wound did not heal. A few years went by and Absalom ordered his men to kill Amnon because of what he did to their sister. And you thought your family was weird. <laughs> Absalom then fled to Geshur somewhere in the, in the wilderness and he stayed there for three, three years. Three years go by and finally Absalom is allowed to come back to Jerusalem where his dad is. And the story would have been great if I would have to tell you that Absalom came back to Jerusalem. He and his father were reunited again. They had a great party, reconciled, and everything was honky-dory, but it wasn't. Instead, what happened was 2 Samuel 14, 24 says, and the king said, let him return to his own house, but do not let him see my face. So Absalom returned to his own house, but did not see the king's face. This, this, tragic and heartbreaking, but it might be similar to your story. You may be sitting here tonight thinking, that's me right there. I'm not allowed to see my dad's face. I'm not allowed to see my mom's face. I'm not allowed to see my child's face. You live in the same town, but no contact. And hopefully there were no murders in your family, but maybe you grew, grew up in a home where you wanted to be proud of your dad, you wanted to be proud of your mom, and, and, and they just let you down time after time after time. And, and maybe you felt alone when the divorce came, and, and when your parents went their separate ways, you felt that you didn't matter to anybody. You were invisible, you're always alone, even when you're with people. And the heartbreaking part of the story is that David actually loved his son. And yet, because of that wound, they never made up. 
if you don't know the end of the story, it's like the Titanic. It just keeps on sinking. It just keeps on going down. Absalom got very bitter against his dad and decided to try and overthrow the kingdom. And so the son essentially declared war against his dad. And so David, prepared to go into battle, said to his people, go easy on my son. Be gentle with him for my sake. But the men did not follow their orders. When Absalom, with his wonderful, they, they actually give the weight of his hair in the Bible. He, he, had, he had just this beautiful locks of hair. He was riding in the bush and, and it got hooked up in a tree and, and there he hung, he was stuck in the tree. And so Joab, the commander of David's army, then took three spears and shoved them through the heart of David's son. And when David heard this news, scripture says, the king was overcome with emotion. He went up to the room over the gateway and burst into tears. And as he went, he cried, oh, my son, Absalom, my son, my son, Absalom. If only I died instead of you, oh, Absalom, my son, my, my son. It doesn't make sense, right? Let him return to his own house and, and do not let him see my face. Oh, Absalom, my son, if it was only me that died in your place. Now it's too late, almost too late for tears. It's a tragic and heartbreaking story. If only I had died in your place. No happy ending, no restoration, no resolution, a wound that never ever healed and a family that was completely torn apart. It doesn't have to be you. It doesn't have to be you. You with me? It doesn't have to be. Some of you are in very happy families and we praise God for that. But some of you are, are hiding some of the stuff that you are going through. And, and, and we are trusting God tonight for a breakthrough. I, I, sometimes the, the, the worst battles, the, the most difficult battles that a child of God fights is not on the outside, but it's on the inside. It's, it's those battles of healing fought on the inside. Battles of courage, willing to forgive or admit when you were wrong. That's the first story, a very tragic story. Are you ready for a better story? The second one is in the New Testament. It's about a father and a son. He's our father, he's Father God. He's the rock, our shield, our strong tower, our fortress. And the Bible says he is a warrior, the one who fights on our behalf. He is God. The Son is Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, our Savior, the one who came full of grace and truth and paid the price for our lives on a cross of Calvary. He's the victor that made us more than conquerors. So, so what I want to look at this evening is just something that happened at his baptism, almost an event that looks like an ordination of Jesus into his earthly ministry. And, and the story uh, is not a long, long story. It's David and Absalom's story. Jesus is faithful and obedient, and he, and he tells John to baptize him to fulfill all righteousness in Matthew 3, verse 15. But as he comes up out of the water, and this is the part that I want to get to, Matthew 3, verse 16 and 17. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and suddenly... And, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Father God empowers Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And then he says the most beautiful 
words that a father can say to his child. He says, this is my son. Not only is my son, is he my son? I love him with my whole heart and I am so pleased with him. I am really thrilled with him. This is what God is saying about Jesus. And so there are three things that every child needs to hear. Maybe this is what you always wanted to hear. Three things that every, three vital things that every child needs to hear. I believe in you. I am proud of you. I will always love you. I believe in you. I am proud of you. And I will always love you. So I shared this message with my, with my children, with my own children. And uh, you know my grandfather, right? I've got two little ones, a six-year-old and a three-year-old uh, uh, baby girls. And so he decided, him and his wife decided every night when they have their Bible reading and prayer before uh, girls go to bed, they tell them, we believe in you. We are proud of you. And we really love you. And so I do that as well now. Now I heard that he, he does that with the two girls. So when they come and visit every Friday evening, they sleep over with us. We read with them. And then I say to them, <laughs> to the little one especially, I say, Simone, Opa is proud of you. He says, Eka my sissy is work trots op jou. So on behalf of, my, of myself and my sister, we are also proud of you, Opa. <laughs> but God, the Father, publicly declares that Jesus is his beloved son. He publicly declares that Jesus is his beloved son and that he is well pleased with him. With those words of affirmation, God sends Jesus into ministry. That is my boy. I am pleased with him. Jesus, you are amazing. You are doing so well, and you have been obedient in everything I sent you for. You have resisted the forces of darkness and have loved well. I am with you. I am in your corner. You have what it takes, and I believe in you. And no matter what, I will always love you. Such a visible and heartfelt affirmation of a father towards his son. And, and this is incredibly important to understand that as parents, we have an irreplaceable role in the lives of our children, both dads and moms. We, we also need to see that, that our roles is a little different. You know, when, when, when I do uh, um, uh, marriage counseling or pre, pre-marriage counseling, I always explain the head and the body as Paul uh, explains it in Ephesians 5. He says the man is the head and the woman is the body. And so in, in the head is the vital organ, the brain, and in the body is the vital organ, the heart. And so we, we, are, we are both vital with different roles. The, 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 the brain gets its blood from the, uh, from the heart, to send impulses, and the heart gets the impulses from the brain to send, to send blood. We've got different roles in, in, in the lives of, of everybody that we come in contact with. So let me give you an example. Uh, little boy Johnny, uh, let me use somebody else, Andre. 
uh, <laughs> a little boy Johnny. <laughs> he, he falls on the play, playground and, 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 you know, he loses a bit of skin on his knee. And, and he would go to his mom first because mom would normally be the nurturing one. And she says, sorry, my big boy. Come here, mommy will kiss it better, etc. Where, 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 where uh, uh, daddy will be a, a little bit more manly, you know. Ah, that's nothing. It will just make you stronger. Wash it off and get back in there. And so both responses are required and both are important. There's, uh, there's something about receiving that nurturing voice from a woman that is very powerful. But as a young child and especially as a son, sometimes little boys don't just need nurturing. Even little girls, I saw that with mine, don't need just nurturing, they need affirmation. In, in our case, Opa and Oma, she's the affirmation one and I'm the nurturing one. <laughs> I'm always comforting. Don't worry, don't cry. Uh, you want chocolate? <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes they need affirmation. I'm going to get to an important point now. Especially when it comes from a male voice. You know, I've been called to speak to men. Men to, to really rise up and get a spine and be the, the men, the warriors that God has called you to be. You know, so many times in Emelachleni, I, I drive down the street and, and here's this guy, you know, their wives are in church. They are in their low profile cars. <laughs> They're like hanging like this, and there's some music playing. We call it Wunstach music. It goes, Wunstach, 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 Wunstach. <laughs> Can I show you a more cool position for a strong man? This is cool, baby. This is what it's all about. A man on his knees, a man praying, a man that is in relationship with his God, a man that hears the voice of, his, of, of Holy Spirit. And, and so for the single moms and for the children without parents, that is why this family is so important. Hallelujah, you are part of a family. You, you're so privileged and it's so amazing to be part of, of a family like this one. A family where men need to start realizing what they are doing here. Because sometimes you're the only male voice that speaks into a child's life. And may it be words of faith, words of the word of God. While I'm speaking the word, by the way, some people are being healed from, from stomach problems and some headaches. But some people are suffering from headaches. As you hear the word tonight, you know, like the word says, he sent his word and he healed them. You're just going to hear, hear the word and tonight as you walk out, you're going to realize, oh, it's gone. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> something about a man that says you are prepared you have what it takes you are equipped you can fight you can win you have what it takes there is something about a woman's voice that says come sit here let me kiss it better mom's nurturing is vital and dad's affirmation is vital
in my life growing up, uh, I, I was blessed with great parents, great parents. And, and when I would struggle with my insecurities, like when writing my matric exam, all the voices on the inside said, remember, you are one year too young. You, you, you were sent to school at five years old because you are big as a giant. And, and so you are stupid. There's no way that you will pass, pass maths for one. Maybe you'll pass woodwork, but not maths. Definitely not maths. So the nurturing of my mom and the affirmation of my dad somehow gave me the eternal strength, the internal strength that's to say that I can do this. And you know what? I passed maths on the higher grade. Yeah, baby. <laughs> but with my parents, it was a little bit different at times. You know, my dad would always tell me that he loves me and that he's proud of me. And, and he always did it. Even after I left the house, uh, my, my dad would, we, we would speak on the phone. Uh, I, was, I was in the army uh, in those years. Uh, and I would phone from a, from a, what do you call that, tiki boxer? Payphone, payphone. I would, I would call him and dad would always make sure to tell me that he loves me. But you know, before matric exam, mom told me, supposed to be the nurturing voice, but not. If you do not pass matric, may the angels of God protect you. <laughs> I want to talk to you tonight. You are family and we are all family. There's families, moms and dads and children here. But we are all family, part of the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so every family needs that voice, needs that father, needs people in their lives that are not just there by coincidence. They need you to be what God has called you to be. They need you to speak the words of God. Our, our society is desperately crying out for the nurturing voice and for the affirmation voice. The voice of a father in particular. I, I really want to get up into father's business, businesses, but I'll, 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 I'll leave it up there. Let me say this. Get up from your lazy backside and be what God created you to be. A man that loves God, that serves God with everything in him. Forgive and let Holy Spirit heal the wounds. Many, many families have wounds and they are really not in a good place. But by the wounds of Jesus, we were healed. By the wounds of Jesus, even those wounds were healed. And so I'm also here this evening to tell you all some things that you really need to hear as children of God. You are empowered by the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. I want you to hear Father saying to you this evening, and maybe I'll do it just now as well. I believe in you. I am proud of you, and I will always love you. You are strong in the power of his might. By the wounds of Jesus, all wounds are healed. Every wound that is holding you back has been healed. You are strong enough to fight for what matters, but also strong enough to apologize when you get it wrong. Have the faith and the courage to, to receive an apology and to forgive others as God in Christ has forgiven you. Have faith and courage to receive an apology and to forgive. This is so important to just get up tonight and, and even those 
that you have blocked out, those, those wounds that you, have, that you have covered up with all kinds of other things. Just deal with that tonight and let it go. Let it go, let it go. I want to, I, I, I almost did my, what's her name? Elsa. But I'm not going to. <laughs> take the courage. Listen tonight, take the courage to say, I love you, I care about you, I am proud of you, I believe in you, and don't hold it back. Don't you dare hold it back when you feel it on the inside. Say it, doesn't matter what your ego says, just say it. Release every blessing on the inside to empower your wife, to empower your husband, to empower your children, to empower your parents, to empower other people. You are called to be a blessing. Somebody say, I am a blessing. The enemy wants to kill, steal, and destroy. But, but it's time for you to get up and say, no, no further. Not today, devil. Not today, today. Not today. I have the power of Christ in me, and victory is settled. I am prepared to fight and to win. I have the, the armor of God. I have the helmet of salvation. I have the belt of truth. I have the, uh, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith. And I step in those shoe, into those shoes that are prepared and to walk into battle. And the way, when the enemy raises up against me, I stand my ground. When I've done everything else, children of God, I continue to stand. I never surrender. I never back down and I engage in battle in the name of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you battle with addiction. The first step when you battle with addiction is to, you are just as strong as you are honest. Is to say, hey... I have a problem. For some, it's your marriage. Fight for it. I'm going to pray over you tonight. Fight for it. Guys, doesn't matter who is wrong. Just say that you're sorry. Get forgiveness on the table. Let it flow. Let it flow. Let the forgiveness of the cross flow into your relationship with your wife, with your husband. Maybe for some of you, it's financial freedom. You don't have to live from salary to salary, hurting your whole life. Let Jesus allow, align your values and make you a giver. Help you to be a giver and find out what it's all about. Don't let the devil tell you that you can't win. Devil, you tell him that. You cannot have my family. You cannot have my wife. You cannot have my husband. You cannot have my children. You cannot have my testimony. The risen Christ dwells within me. I am more than a conqueror. And if no one has ever told you, you have what it takes, allow me to tell you. With Christ, you can do all things. All things that he has called you to do. Our God believes in you. Enough to send his son to die for you to impart His Spirit to fill you, to strengthen you, to do everything that He has created you to do. Family matters. You are a great dad. You are a great mom. You are a wise child. The Bible says in Ephesians 6 verse 1 to 4, children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you. The Bible says, if you want to be wise, listen to what your parents say. Honor them and see how their lives change. Amen. And at the end, you will be victorious. Family, we are family together. And I want to speak these words into your life. If you are craving to hear it from somebody, I, I, I was praying about tonight's service 
And God says, I want to heal people tonight. I want to heal them of of wounds in the soul. I want to heal them of wounds in their bodies. You need to speak truth into their lives. I want to speak a word into your life tonight. And and I want to do it personally. Is that okay? Will you come to the front? Do you need to hear Father God say something to you? I want to say it to you. I want to represent him to you. And I'm going to ask my wife to to come with me and just speak it in your life. And receive God's complete healing tonight. Healing for your family. Healing for your marriage. Healing for your spiritual relationship with God. Healing all over the place. Healing in your body in the name of Jesus. Are you ready? Do you need to hear a word? From the Father, come to the front. Just line up to the front. I'm going to ask Pastor Ever to help me here. Come quickly, come quickly. We don't have a lot of time. So I want to I want to speak to you. I'm so excited about this. We prayed about this this afternoon. And 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 God just say, I, I want to heal my people. I want to heal my people. They got to get ready for revival. They got to get ready for what I have called them to walk in. We praise you, Lord. We praise you. We worship you. Family, in this atmosphere of praise and prayer, we are going to continue to pray. But we're going to give a chance to every person that is here in this auditorium today that says that I do not know Jesus. Perhaps you're watching online and you say that I don't know this Jesus. And if you are here tonight and you feel like that you've drifted away from Jesus Christ, that you need to reconnect with Him, that He's saying to you, I'm drawing you with my loving kindness, with my outstretched arm, I'm drawing you closer to me. If you are here tonight and you feel that you will not go to heaven if you have to pass away tonight, and you want to say to Jesus, I need you to save me. In this atmosphere of worship and praise, I want you to close your eyes and say, Lord, that's me. Raise your hand and say, Lord, that is me. I need you to come into my life. I need you to take control of my life. I repent of my sin. I invite you into my life. So if you believe that tonight that you need to invite Lord Jesus Christ into your life, into your heart, raise your hand and we are going to pray together. We've got a dream teamer that stands by. It's going to lay their hand on your shoulder. And if you are watching online in the comment section, just raise your hand and we are going to stand in agreement with you tonight as well. So for the benefit of everybody, I'm going to ask you to please pray this prayer with me and say this after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I ask of you to forgive me of all sin, all transgression, all iniquities. Come and fill my heart. Renew my spirit. Renew my mind in Jesus' name. Thank you that you have forgiven me tonight, that I'm as righteous as you, and I give you all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory for saving me. From this day forward, I will follow you. I will put behind me the things of this world. Come and fill me, Holy Spirit, with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I thank you, Jesus, for saving me. Amen. Amen. Amen.
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 